Welcome to the podcast of the Pilates Alliance of Australasia. The PAA strives to continue promoting the expansion of the Pilates method as a professional and valued healthcare and fitness discipline. The goal of the PAA podcast is to explore the many facets and layers of the Pilates industry through conversations with the community. I'm your host, Bruce Hildebrand. Welcome to the show. In the lead-up to the PAA conference in Melbourne in August this year, we have a series of short podcast episodes to introduce each of the workshop presenters. On today's episode, we have the privilege of introducing Carla Mullins. Carla first came to Pilates in 1993 and around the same period held a community representative role on the Optometrist Registration Board. Carla has owned and run her Body Organics studio business in Brisbane since 2001 and has worked with a wide variety of allied health practitioners ever since. Carla has completed a range of certification programs over the years, including APMA, PITC and Polestar, amongst many others, including ongoing study of occupational therapy. In 2018, Carla and her husband won gold at the Australian Good Design Awards for their Pilates prop, the Markaloo Lotus. Carla has been a long-time national and international presenter on a variety of Pilates topics, as well as appearing on Pilates Anytime. And in 2022, Carla's education company, Body Organics, established a PAA-recognised comprehensive Pilates certification program, which is available in both Australia and the USA. Carla's chosen topic at this year's PAA conference is titled, The Pilates Pupil. Carla, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Bruce. Nice to be here. Carla, could you give us a quick overview of the presentation you have in store for us at the upcoming PAA conference? Yes, it's about the eyes. It's called the Pilates Pupil, and it's really just exploring the role eyes have for us as movement teachers. Also understanding the consequences of problems with the eyes for our clients and how we as teachers can address it. I've always been a fan of your spectacular array of spectacles. Can you share with us the background experience or your specific learning you had yourself that was the catalyst to creating the content for this conference presentation? I have been legally blind since I was around nine years of age. And as a result of that, I've found that it's influenced the way I move and move my eyes and even move my head. It also has influenced my fashion, resulting in some fabulous glasses. I like to make myself a spectacular individual. But what happened was in 2021, I had to have eye surgeries because my eyes had deteriorated so much and were rapidly deteriorating. So I had to have emergency eye surgeries. Basically what had happened is I'd had what's called a macular shift and different people can experience this. But when you're already legally blind, a macular shift can result in more than just being legally blind, significantly blind. It was a very scary moment in my life. And after the surgeries, I was restricted to bed for eight weeks. All puns intended, it was a very insightful experience because it meant that I had to really look back at what was happening with eyes and how it affected my movement. And when I regained sight, I actually ended up with 20-20 vision for the first time in my adult life. It sort of blew me away because I discovered that I felt like things were coming at me. I felt like I was on a merry-go-round and being attacked by light and movement because I hadn't seen these things. I hadn't had vision in my periphery. When I spoke to the ophthalmologist and the optometrist about what to do about this, I said, oh, we don't know. Yeah, that's just something that happens. And that's just not how I work. So I started to do some work about training my eyes and getting myself 
used to working with the periphery and I spoke to my ophthalmologist and the optometrists and they said, we don't know to do with that. We just tell people to lie around and get better. That's just not what I think of as a Pilates teacher and a movement teacher. And it made me stop and think about, okay, what are the muscles of the eyes? Obviously, some of these muscles have never worked. And what are the nerves of the eyes that are going to impact on this? So I started to plan what I needed to do and I structured some exercises and strategies for me that got me better and actually improved my balance, my movement strategies. And I also realized that it impacted on my stress levels and how my eyes and my breath worked. I was very fortunate to be going through this at the same time as Carolyn Anthony who's a very well-known Pilates teacher in the US. She will openly tell you that she's legally blind as well. She and I were both going through similar eye surgeries. So Carolyn and I did some Zooms together and we practiced some ideas. And when I caught up with her in the US last year at the PMA conference, we also had some playtime on the ideas. And I'm still working on some of those ideas with her because her vision is still far worse than mine. So it's actually nice to be able to work through with somebody and play with the ideas with somebody who is really an experienced movement teacher who is going through that process as well. After that, I really changed the way I worked with my clients and I realized how many of my clients have different eye conditions from macular degeneration to cataracts to glaucoma, but also some of the more weird and wonderful calcification of the eyes. There's a couple of very interesting conditions. And again, I've worked with a few teachers who have some of these cornea problems and I've had a few clients with them. And it's been very interesting taking this and exploring that while still teaching Pilates, but cueing differently, using props in different ways and seeing the change in people. And it's just satisfying. And it's nice to know that we can still challenge ourselves in different ways. It's so fascinating speaking with you, Carla. I've been fortunate to know you for many years and your depth of knowledge that you bring to this topic in particular is super fascinating and the personal experience that you've gone through as well. Yeah, it's fun. The saddest thing is that I don't have as many glasses as I used to. That is a real shame. And what a fascinating crossover with Carolyn out of the US and the two minds of you together. Also, I was curious, Carla, about the impact on your nervous system. As we know, the stimulus that we take in visually, such a contrast of movement experience when that's coming at you or not coming at you newly. Yeah, I don't think people realize that actually half of your cranial nerves are associated with your eyes. It really does your head in when you start to realize how much those cranial nerves impact. And we as Pilates teachers often think of muscles and bones, but we sometimes forget the sensory input systems and also the sensory response regulation systems that come from especially our cranial nerves. So when you stop and think about the eyes, you've got even that very popular cranial nerve 10, the vagus nerve, coming into play and you realise how important it is in our stress response and how we can use that to balance things out a bit. Resilience as well and stimulation when it comes to mental health, overstimulation, a lot of breath involved as well. 
Yes. And there's a part of the class that I teach around the Pilates pupil is I take students through a process of breath and eye movement that you can do at home, but you can also incorporate into your movement classes to help, especially clients with neck and jaw problems. It's amazing to see what a difference just this little cueing technique does for them and helps alleviate some of that headache syndromes people get. So exciting. It's incredible to have your expertise at the PAA conference this year. Thank you. I'm looking forward to it. So exciting to be in person again. And Carla, for those considering coming into your presentation at the conference, what will be the top couple of takeaway ideas and concepts from the session? Eyes open to new ideas and just a willingness to go a little bit deeper into the way you work. And probably the principle that comes deep into my approach is find your kind. The conference, I feel, is about us all meeting each other and getting to know each other, but it's also about finding the kindness within you, to have compassion and empathy for clients of all different ages and circumstances because we can change function so many different ways. And that's really what Pilates is about. It's not functional movement, it's facilitating human function so people can live a better quality of life. Carla, it's interesting chatting with you today. We're recording this for the podcast on a Zoom call and it's one of the first times I recount not seeing you without glasses on. I will share some and people will be happy to know that a lot of the old glasses ended up being donated to a charity that reuses frames for people who can't afford glasses and a lot of optometrists help people regain their sight that way. So great. And Carla, after coming along to the presentation, what will participants be able to immediately apply with their clients when they return to work on the Monday morning after the conference? Better cueing techniques, cueing techniques that help understand the connection between the neck and the eyes and how to guide clients through a much calmer class experience. So fascinating. I feel like it's going to touch on some otherwise unvisited areas of Pilates in the past. And I can guarantee they're going to have some corny new puns. Carla, we all can't wait for your presentation coming up at the conference in Melbourne in August. It's been a pleasure chatting with you today, as always. Thanks so much yeah. for your time and we look forward to seeing you at the live presentations in August. Thank you, Bruce. See you then. There is a membership category for every Pilates enthusiast, where the Alliance provides a wide range of information, resources and support for everything you want to know more of with Pilates. Help us expand the message of the PAA by sharing with your network of friends and colleagues today so that the Pilates community can continue to be a vibrant and inspiring network for everyone's benefit. You can become a member today by visiting the links in the show notes. For existing members, join us on the PAA Member Forum Facebook page where you'll find an ongoing supply of resources and conversations to continue supporting you and your participation and involvement in the many levels of Pilates here in Australia. Pilates Alliance Australasia only exists because of the contributions of the Pilates community. If there's a topic or a conversation you would love to share on the podcast, then we'd love to hear from you. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Pilates Alliance podcast. Please leave your comments on the Pilates Alliance Members Forum Facebook page. And remember, for anyone who is yet to become a member, we'd love to have you put your voice forward for the benefit of progressing Pilates here in Australia.